0: The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official
1: voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. Now Dreisaitl, he'll get the puck to McDavid. His shot! Scott!
2: is it under Sorokin. Connor McDavid ends an eight-game goalless drought. Leon Draisaitl with a goal and three assists. Stuart Skinner, 32 stops, and the Edmonton Oilers win the coaching debut of Chris Knobloch, 4-1, over the New York Islanders tonight at Rogers Place. It's the first win for the Oilers on Rogers Place ice this season. Their other home win was at Commonwealth Stadium. And for the first time this year, they have a winning streak. It's two in a row. They're 4-9-1 on the season. The Islanders drop to 5-6-3. Thanks a lot for joining us. We're live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford. Overtime open line. We played the McDavid power play goal. Two power play goals. A minute 58 apart. Rob, the power play update for Conlin Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlin Motorsports. Four locations across Alberta or online at ConlonMotorsports.ca. Um, More of a formula for an Oilers victory with those power play goals. uh, What formula you'd often talked about in recent years.
0: Well, and we talked about it at the end of the second period. The Oilers played five on five. It was a fairly even game. Uh, I thought the Islanders uh, looked very comfortable in the game they were playing. Uh, But we talked that if the Oilers got a power play, it had to make a difference in the hockey game. And it did twice. Uh, the Islanders played a almost perfect road game, but then they take uh, a, f- a needless penalty uh, as far away from their own net where uh, they get to the stick into the feet of Kulak. Easy call for the referee, and all of a sudden, a 1-1 game where you feel comfortable, now you've got to kill off a penalty. And then the Oilers' checking pressure force the second one. The Islanders, uh, under pressure, throw the puck over the glass, and that would have passed by Leon Dreisaitl hitting McDavid. Uh, that was about a 90-foot pass, hits him in stride. Uh, the, the Oilers' best players uh, have not been their best. the best players in the games a number of times this year. Tonight they were. Leon Dreisaitl was all-world tonight. That was his best game of the season, and, and Connor showed life, and this team is only going to go as far as their leaders take them. Tonight, uh, the Oilers' best players were very good.
2: Yeah, McDavid gets a goal and an assist, so he's back up to a point per game, (laughs) and he makes a winner out of Richard for set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement, bet on it, I set the line at one and a half for points by McDavid, so Richard gets the $50 River Creek Resort and Casino gift card, and the first power play goal was Zach Hyman. Obviously, in this city and around the NHL, it it was... uh, Gretzky's office behind the net do we have do we start calling the other team's crease Hyman's office <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's you talked uh, between periods about Hyman his ability to carry the puck in take punishment but always have control of the puck and we talked that he's got great strength uh when he's he's around the boards but also in front of the net you can't move him he's a strong man good core and nice hands and on that one I personally think Connor was trying to bank it in off Sorokin. I think he was—he tried bouncing it off the goaltender. It missed him, but Hyman was in the right spot. And, and puck comes to stick, and the way he shielded the defender—there's a defenseman trying to take him—but Hyman just turned his body, not allowing the defenseman to get around him. So Hyman uh, has been very good as of late. The line of Hyman, dry Settle Kane—excellent in this hockey game. But the biggest thing tonight: solid goaltending and very good specialty teams. If the Oilers get that going forward, This two game streak can turn into three, and then you can improve on that.
2: Let's see see who's at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780 250 HELP or visit eclipse247.ca in the Oilers' Dressing Room. Captain Connor McDavid.
3: Uh, (laughs) Um, Anyone pick up the puck for Chris?
4: (laughs) Yeah, Chris got it. Um, That was exciting for him. Um, You know, first win in the NHL. Uh, it's been a long road for him, so um, you know, well deserved. How was it over for you guys? Just dealing with the emotions of the, the old staff going new staff coming in. How, how how did it kind of ride that roller coaster for you guys? Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of days. Obviously, um, it's been crazy 48 hours, but. Um you know unfortunately, something that uh, we 've gone through before, and we 've responded the same way, so um, that 's obviously uh, a good sign I guess
3: it wasn 't necessarily perfect, Connor, but you guys you got some goals in the third period the power play got going you know you guys put some offense up like feels like there were a few remedies there tonight
4: uh, yeah, it was everything that we 've been kind of missing you know obviously uh, you know special teams were good um, we've definitely missed that third period of offense we 've been missing that um, you know and I thought Stu played really well um,
1: you know he was there when we needed him the timeliness of those power play goals maybe more important than anything with them you know getting them in the third period
4: yeah we always say you know our, our, our power play always says um, it's not about how many you get it's about the ones you do get and the time you get them and those two obviously in a, in a big moment for our group um, was good might sound strange considering how much you've
3: scored in your career here, but when you go this many games for yourself, not scoring, is it a relief even for a guy like you who's used to scoring so much?
4: Yeah, it's nice to see one go in. Um, You know, obviously guys, uh, offensive guys like to score goals, and uh, no different.
3: With Chris coming in here, this is really short notice. Probably doesn't want to overdo it with information and such today. How do you think he handled himself just considering the the short turnaround and and what he put on you and the, the tone that he set. Yeah, I thought uh, you know he was calm. Um,
4: you know, came in and was uh, his calm self. Um, you know, just uh, you know didn't didn't uh, didn't give us too much. Um, you know, just kind of like guys go out and play, and and, uh, and we'll work through the details of, of his system as we go. Um, obviously, can't do it all in one morning skate, so I thought uh, he did a great job under the circumstances. First winning streak of the year. You just feel like you can maybe start to build on something finally. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Um, you know, obviously build, uh, put together a good stretch. Um, you got to go one game at a time, and um, that's what we're focused on.
1: I know it's a long time since he has been your coach. You acknowledged that this morning, but what's the best trait maybe of Chris Knoblock as, as a coach, do you think, if you could remember that far back?
4: Um, that's a good question. Obviously, it's very different. You know, junior hockey um, to the pro level, um, it's very different. Um, I would say his one trait that uh, um, always sticks out to me is just his, his calm presence. I think you guys are going to see that as you get to know him. Um, you know, he's... Uh, calming voice
3: and and, uh, that could be good uh, in an environment like this. What did you see from Leon tonight? What have you kind of seen from him as he's trying to work his way through finding his game and what did you see tonight? Well, trying to work through our games here. Um, You know, I thought he um,
4: competed hard. Um, For him, it always starts with work. Well, for anybody, it starts with work and I thought uh, he did a great job of getting getting up and down the ice, winning battles, um, making plays like he can. not many better than him than when he, when he's on. I appreciate it,
2: Connor. Thank,
5: Connor. Thank,
2: you. Thank you, Okay, that's Connor McDavid as the Oilers beat the New York Islanders 4-1 tonight. Yeah, they, There's a question there about third period scoring. Coming into tonight, the Oilers have been outscored in the third period 16-6. Just six third period goals. Now, part of that is no empty netters because yeah. you're not winning. Uh, but it, it's, they have 19 first period goals. Now, on two occasions, they scored four. 10 in the second and this was coming into tonight and then six in the third so coming into this game they had they had more goals in the first period than the other two combined
0: well and and a lot of the games they they were defeated uh emotionally coming into the third periods they they hadn't played well they were trailing in hockey games and they you could see the frustration level coming in in a few of those games they had chances in the third period with uh, 20 plus shots on net, weren't able to solve the goaltender. Uh, tonight, It was this was a game that we've seen many times in the past for the Oilers, where you, know, you, you play the opposition straight up five on five, but when you get your power plays, you bury them. And the Oilers did tonight. And it, it was just, you could feel it coming when they took that penalty, the Islanders did late, or in the third period, so far away from their own net, you're thinking, okay, that's the break that the Oilers needed, and they had to capitalize, and they did. And it started with a great play off the play where they had a set play for a one-timer for Leon. He just misses, but when you put pucks on net, there's rebounds. That one rebounded off the backboards. but now the defenders are all kind of lost out. They're trying to figure out where to go, and Hyman gets good body positioning. McDavid track downs the puck. And all of a sudden, you have a lead. Now the Islanders are scrambling. That Islander team is a very good defensive team, but they're going to struggle to make the plays because they got nobody that can put the puck in the net up front. That Bo-, Bo Horvat, I like as a hockey player. I think the Canucks were right not giving him was it eight million dollars a year he got to be. Uh, I mean, he's good. He's, I like I like him at six million or five million. I'm not sure at eight million. And that Islander team needs someone desperately. To be able to score for yeah, them.
2: But, but they work hard. They work they'll, hard. They'll good. They the defend well
0: most of the time. Very good goaltending. Yeah. Very good goaltending.
2: Well, and, and you need breaks too, right? I mean, it's I know it's Connor McDavid, uh, but Sorokin's probably thinking, I had it stopped. He had it stopped. And, and, it, and it went through. Well,
0: it's one yeah. of those ones. I, if he doesn't move, I don't know if the puck continues to go into the net because he, he made the stop, and then I, he, he knew that the puck... He couldn't feel it, obviously. So he kind of moves a bit, and when he jimmies, all of a sudden the puck rolls, and rolled. The Oilers got a break because the puck rolls towards the net and goes into the back of the net, and that's one that Connor needed. It, it's rare do we say that Connor McDavid needs a break, uh, but he did, and you could see the relief after he scored that goal. So the Oilers' best players have to be their best players for them to make a push here tonight. They were.
2: the Oilers win it shots were 33-32 for the Islanders Uh, oddly enough the the busiest period shot wise for both teams in this game was the third the Oilers got 19 shots in the third the Islanders had 13 and we'll talk more about that but here's the guy who wins his coaching debut Chris Knobloch.
6: It feels uh, amazing to get that first win um, being a head coach was a highlight just being here and obviously it gets much better when you win but I liked how our team played it wasn't a perfect game and I think we were certainly we weren't the better team in the first half of the game Um, I liked how we stayed patient we just stayed the course we didn't do any unnecessary risks Um, there's definitely things that we need to tighten up and play better at But again, I think the most important thing is we didn't get desperate where things weren't going well. And we tried um, low percentage plays. All right. How does this work again?
7: There we go. What did you say to Leon Dreisaitl before the morning skate today? I'm going to assume that's between you and Leon. But uh, is it something you're going to do on a continuous basis every morning skate based on that performance today?
6: Yeah, if he wants to talk to me, I like him. We had a good conversation. He's got a lot of insights, so um, if that's what it takes for him to play like that. But uh, uh, today, obviously, me, my first time on the ice with the guys, um, you know, I got around almost everybody, and I think it's important for me to get to know these guys and for them to get to know me. And, you know, I don't like to spread my messages to my players through media, through these interviews and say so-and-so needs to play better. and um, That's something I'd like to talk to them and just, hey, just really quick, this is what I see, this is what I need and um, probably get their insight on how the team's playing, I don't know. But I, I just really want to get to know the players.
3: Can you give us a sense for, because this is such a quick turnaround, there's only so much you're going to try and implement. Like... How many times through the day do you address the team? How much do you actually try and put in place today? What was your approach to today?
6: Um, well, today we had a, a meeting. Um, you know, usually there's special teams meetings in the mornings. And uh, we did do that. But before we did our power play meeting, we, um, I addressed the team. Um, you know, talked what my expectations were. And we talked about some system stuff. Uh, Breakouts, defensive zone, nothing major, just little changes. And my message of how I wanted the t- team to play. And um, that was, yeah, that was about it. And then, you know, during the game, talking between periods, uh, we do a pre-scout. And then right before we hit the ice, I might say a few minutes or a few words then too.
3: It seemed like through, you know, that second period, the temptation might've been there to, To tinker because it it wasn't necessarily going well and it's, you know, but you held your lines basically through the majority of that game. Did you feel like the formula was there and you were just knowing being patient was going to get it there?
6: No, I didn't know it was going to get us there. Um, But I I do believe that we need some stability. Players need to have their role. I I loved um, McLeod's game. I see a lot there and um, yeah Fogel I know has been playing up and he can play on those top two lines but I think it's really important that uh, McLeod and Fogel create some chemistry um, you know unfortunately um, Hollowell left during the game uh, Ryan stepped up and played really well in that uh, position um, but yeah I just want to I don't want to be moving guys around all the time things aren't going well well, it's because the lines aren't what they should be, and we're going to move somebody else. And ultimately, you're blaming somebody else because we're not taking ice time or situations hardly against uh, Leo and uh, and So, um, yeah, like I said, I just think it's important that stability is important.
3: Do you uh, have any update for us on Dylan Holloway?
6: Well, obviously he didn't finish the game. Um, I haven't talked to the medical staff, and I'll find out more probably tonight and certainly, if not tonight, tomorrow.
8: Hey Chris, um, just wondering, did you get the game puck? Uh, where is it going and what does it mean for you to to be able to, to get this first NHL win?
6: Um, I did get the game puck, um, it felt incredible. It's gonna be a souvenir. Um, I had a game puck um, on my desk before the game started and I was like, oh, I've only got one and I've got two kids. And then we won, I got two, so now we can make everyone happy and um, maybe I want to tell them which one's the game puck and one's the the souvenir puck. Um, And then after the game, they did something really special. They had on the uh, video on the TV, um, they presented the puck and um, yeah, they had my wife on the uh, TV just saying a few words and you know, that was, that was very nice of them to do. You know, the players that
0: mentioned Zach Hyman was kind of chuckling like, hey, you know, I can't really comment. I just, I just met him today and, you know, it'll take some time. You talked about how you want to get through each player, Chris. You have a game like this. Can you kind of maybe give us a sense of what happens in the next few days and, and is there a percentage of the system you want to implement each game? Like what's a realistic number as you look to improve and install you know, different things over the course of the next month or two months?
6: Um, yeah, it's going to be slow. Um, I'm not sure how much we're going to change, and it's it's difficult. To, in the uh, In the American League, in junior hockey, if you want to change, it's easy. You might have Monday to Thursday to practice. Sometimes you know three, four days, and then play on the weekend. So you can say today we're going to be doing defensive zone, and you can do all the defensive zone drills to change and make that happen. And then the next day, you can move on to the next thing. And then the, it's so easy. Here, it's a little bit different because you're playing every second day. Um, you're only practicing maybe, I don't know, 20 to 30, maybe 40 minutes, depending on how that practice is going to go. Um, so really, it's not, it's, it's difficult to do that. So uh, so really, to answer your question, I'm not sure because it's been such a whirlwind and, um I haven't really dove into our schedule to say we can do this here, we can do this this day and I don't know, I guess we'll be um, taking some time. I think we have a little little more time, you know, when we go on that road trip, Um, we got two days off between games, you know, we'll probably address some more things then.
1: So now that you can look back at it and laugh, what's going through your head 40 seconds into the first period today?
6: I was like, oh boy. The first shift, we um, immediately, the one thing is eliminating shots from the slot. In the first 20, 30 seconds, whatever that was, uh, they had two shots from the slot. And they're unfortunate plays. We we did, played it right. They had a shot. It went on for a defenseman's um, a skate. I think it was nurses. And it bounced right to them, and they got a good chance. There, that was just luck. We we played it well, and they got it. And then, obviously, the next shift, um, I think we could have played a little bit better, and they score off a slot shot, one timer, and and he's like, "Oh, it's not going to be so easy." But um, like I said, it wasn't pretty at the beginning, and we got better as the game went on, and that's all we asked for is that as a team, we get better each day.
1: So you chopped up the ice time pretty evenly. Is this kind of the blueprint you're looking for, like special teams? and?
6: Well, there's so few uh, power plays, so, you know, those uh, uh, McDave and Dryside, all that first unit power minutes were down because of that. Um, you know, and then also late in the game, we had a little bit of cushion, so there's maybe a shift. Um, but we want guys to uh, contribute. We want this to be a Um, when we have success we want it because of the team and not just uh, a few individuals and um, you know the only way to do that is to play everybody but that being said you often win when your best players are your best players and they have to have the flow of playing regularly so I think it'll be different each time. Hi
1: Chris, Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic here
6: Um, I'm just
1: wondering what you thought of your power play tonight?
6: Well, after the second period, we kind of joked that if if we were going to see it, Um, I think we had, uh, I don't know what it was, maybe two seconds of power play just because of the two power plays overlapping, Um, but I I liked it, and what I really liked was how hard they worked to recover pucks, and, um, you know, that's what we need. We need those second, third efforts, Um, or chances, you know, get a shot, instead of that puck going down and resetting, it's recover that puck and go and uh, attack again because the, the penalty killers are tired and they're um, disorganized usually after, after a shot. So, you know, obviously scoring two power play goals is huge. Two-parter, I uh, just wonder how much of that power play from last year
1: you had a chance to kind of see, you know, half a, a continent away and, and uh, in a different league. But did you see also, did you see any kind of... Similarities from from last year's power play to, to tonight to tonight's excuse me.
6: Um, yeah, no, I that's I, too easy to or. Yeah, that's too simple to say. It was similar. There's so many situations. So um, I did see a lot of it. I know last year our power play in the American League really struggled. And I know our assistant coach down there spent a lot of time looking at the top power plays. And we obviously in this one we, we looked at closely. So I am very familiar with it. Um, but, you know, I don't know. You know, obviously it hasn't been as successful as it was last year, uh, early part of this season. But... That's a lot of it is just I think with our guys feeling frustrated and not feeling confident and you know hopefully tonight's a step that things are starting to go well.
3: I just wanted to follow up on the story you told us about what happened after the game there. So she was actually live on a video chat when they presented you the game puck. That was kind of what was arranged for you?
6: They did. Um, Yeah usually um, I go in after a win and say a few words and I walk right out and you know obviously they said no no you're not going anywhere and... (laughs) Um, obviously they presented me the puck and then um, i was in the middle of the room and then they turned me around and i saw my wife on the screen and um, obviously my my kids weren't there they were already in bed now the two hours difference and they they just arranged it like three minutes left in the game and um yeah made it work what did she say <laughs> uh just congratulations i'm proud of you uh, yeah that that kind of stuff Right. All right. Thanks, Austin.
2: All right. That is Edmonton Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch as his team wins his head coaching debut 4-1 over the New York Islanders. So the Oilers are now 4-9-1 on the season. He was asked about uh, the ice time distribution. Uh, Connor McDavid plays 19:48. Drysdale played exactly 19 minutes. Uh, Cc got up to 21:58 which was the most today. at 21-19, Nurse 21 I mean, look, Rob, we've been through this with several <laughs> Oilers coaches, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Um, The Oilers trailed for about 14 minutes tonight. It would, then they had the leader, was tied the rest of the way. I guess just we'll see when they're down 2-0 10 minutes into a game
0: <laughs> how, well, he, how he handles well, that. We, after the first game that uh, Jay Woodcroft coached, we talked about look at everyone's playing everyone's feeling part of it they all have a role derek ryan came out and talked about and he was a role player and we said this is all right now this is how you become a better hockey club and then it didn't continue uh you fall in love with the fact that you got the two best players in the league and you fall behind in hockey we're just going to keep playing them the thing with connor and leon is they don't ever seem to get tired and that's not the problem them getting fatigued the problem is now all of a sudden other players aren't being part of the team yeah and we saw in the playoffs the best teams are the teams that are capable of rolling four lines and four lines at any time the one thing I did like tonight that we saw Lavoie and Hamblin out I think there's four and a half minutes to go in a close hockey game they put the fourth line guys out there you have to do that because as this season goes on you will need other players to step up at big moments and they're not going to know what they're capable of doing unless you give those a um, players those opportunities earlier in the year so hopefully this is a sign of where they're going to be going forward and another thing Connor mcdavid talked about the one thing he if he could talk about knoblock was the calmness about him just listening to him talk right there i'm like oh my god this guy is very calm just calm and measured and thinks through his answers so hopefully we get to hear him in a positive way many many more times this season $400
2: donation to 630 Chet Sent Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They are filling the net for Sent Anonymous with $100 every time the Oilers score. It's a 4-1 win tonight. You're still going to hear from Zach Hyman and Derek Ryan and you can chime in at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by Teed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling systems. Teed, Pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. Right side to Wallstrom. Across to Pajot, but getting his
2: stick in the passing lane was Kulak. And Wallstrom has it on the right wing. He'll shoot it. Kicked out by Skinner. Oh, he'll let it go. Another save by Skinner. Yeah, really strong game by Stuart Skinner. That's his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. So Skinner stops 32 out of 33, and uh, he appears to be picking up his game here.
0: Well, that's three quality starts in a row for Stuart Skinner. Uh, He didn't have to be excellent this game, but he was good and made big saves when he needed to. Uh, Looked very comfortable, very calm, and again, you have good goaltending and good specialty teams. You're going to win a lot of hockey games, and tonight the Oilers had both. Skinner, the
2: second star tonight. McDavid with a goal and an assist. The third star, the uh, first star with four points, goal, three assists, is Leon Drysaddle. Our fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. He scores again. It's the game winner on the power play. Zach Hyman is up to eight goals on the season, and here he is. Zach, it oh.
3: seemed like uh, I mean far from like the perfect game but some things went right for you guys tonight felt, felt like you got a little bit of a mojo back is that fair uh, I think Stu played
9: great I think that's first and foremost is uh, when you have a guy playing like that he's backing you up gives you a chance so that was awesome and then I think uh, just special teams really we won the special teams battle PK was solid and then power play got back to doing its thing and uh, and then yeah that's the game Did The How time of to... the power play goal seemed pretty important too eh Zach? Oh yeah just uh, get up and then uh, obviously go in another one right away and then get up by two so uh, third period Goals uh, And I think just something that uh, i probably kind probably of in a the funk They're just not getting the timely goals I think and and for it to come through and um, The third period and, and to kind of give us the lead and then ultimately a cushion to win was huge
1: Is that kind of a calling card of that power play that's maybe you're hoping will start showing itself a little bit more the timeliness of it?
9: Yeah, I mean, I don't I think we had a, we've had a ton of looks like I don't think it's just It just had, hadn't gone in in the past and uh, I mean, apparently we have some really good players there, so if we get our chances, I'm pretty confident that we can uh,
1: make it on them. You knew that at some point Connor and Leon are going to break out of it, but it's nice to see it when it does happen, and those guys are so important Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's great to see them,
9: you know, both on the board, obviously, right? So, um, yeah, big night for our group, big win, and um, big first win for Chris. So it's, uh, yeah, it's
3: huge. Did yeah, you notice anything, you know, what should you have noticed difference? about
9: Noticed. I mean, this, we just met him today, so it's his first, <laughs> it's his first, first day on the job. Um, but I think he's got a, a calming presence, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I just I look forward to getting to know him and, and getting to know uh, his style of coaching. And I think, you know, this day was a, a tough day for, for everyone anytime you, you know... Two great people and great coaches, and, and Jay and Mance, you know, get let go. You know, the, the group feels like you let them down, and and it's not a it's not a fun feeling uh, for a group um, when that happens, especially because they're they're great people, and and we have great personal relationships with them outside of hockey. So that's tough. And then at the same time, you have somebody who's coming in for their first opportunity, to, to, their dream to coach in the NHL. So there's, you know, there's. There's two sides to to the script today, obviously. Um, so I think it was a really special moment for Chris to to come in and, and to get that and and cough too, but cost won a lot of hockey. So, but uh, to, for us to play like that for for him in his first game, um, and like I said, look forward to, to getting to know him more. We just met him today.
10: How difficult is that, Zach? Oh, because nice. you do forge relationships with your coaches, and you're sad to see the one guy go,
9: but you want to make a good impression on the new guy. Yeah, this is, it was. Real. I mean, we we had a lot of success with Woody and with Mans. like we went to the Western Conference Finals you know, we just lose to Vegas last year, like it's it's not just hockey Like, you build relationships with people and, and they're two amazing people and, you know said it best earlier like they never lost the room like we, we still like, believed in them right I, I think that's you know that that's what that, that was that's really hard as, as a player like you're not a machine like you have you have you have emotions and you have feelings and and that part of the game is the hardest part right and and I think as, as players I'm really proud of our group for for rallying and, and for for showing up tonight and I think you know for you know getting Chris's first win like I said like there's two sides to anytime something like this happens like like, you're ecstatic for one guy, obviously, and then at the same time, you know, you, you, you feel for, for the other two, right? So, never a fun position, and I think it, 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 was, it's on, it was on us. Like we, The players started it poorly. Like, that's, that's what it was. So, um, there's no blame, you know, it's just, that's on us. And now, we continue to get better. You know, I think that's uh,
5: a, a big step for our group.
8: I know yeah. it was only one game.
2: It looks like it was, was like one Well, you know, I've asked Mark Spector not to use his hair dryer during the <laughs> post-game scrumps, but sometimes that happens. Uh, I think
0: uh, Jay Woodcroft cut his microphone before he left. He said he doesn't listen to Spec or doesn't read Spec, so he got the last laugh. Uh, I, I liked a lot of the answers that Hyman gave there, and he talked about how hard it is. You, uh, you knew that you failed A friend or a pal or a coach and cost them a job but you also knew that you had to go out there tonight and there's someone coming in with their first opportunity and you wanted to make it a a good moment for that person I've been through it a few times Uh, it it sucks Uh, the 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 room it's a very quiet room in the morning before the new coach comes in because you know the only reason there's a new coach coming in is because you underachieved so uh, it was a Sad start to the day with a good finish to the day for the Edmonton Oilers.
2: Oilers win at 4 1. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on 630ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South, West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. All right, we'll go to the Certain Teed Hotline. We have Arjun standing by. Hi, Arjun. Thanks for calling.
5: Hi there. How are you? Good. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed the game. I am like a newer hockey fan, and since I started watching hockey, I really love the Edmonton Oilers, and I really like the win for tonight.
0: And who's your favorite player?
5: Uh, my favorite player is uh, Connor McDavid. I, when I like started watching, I instantly fell in love and got inspired by him, and he's such a great player for me.
2: That's that's awesome. Yeah, how many games have you been to? Uh,
5: unfortunately, I live in Calgary, so I've never been to like a
0: Oilers game, but wow. I always Oh, well, good for you me, being me. a Calgary <laughs> resident loving the Edmonton
2: Oilers. Well, we got to find a way to get you to Roger's place. <laughs> Arjun, thanks for uh thanks for listening. I really appreciate it.
5: Yeah, and I just have a few questions, is that okay?
2: Uh, let's 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 do it let's do your two best questions because we got a couple other people on the line here too
5: okay awesome yeah so uh, i just had a quick question so one of them is as the new coach came in today chris um do you think um jay should have been given a few more games to coach before the coaching change or was it too late and chris had to come in now
0: Uh, that's a good question there'll be people that are on both sides of that fence um Jay, uh, Jay Woodcroft's record, the success he's had with this team, the success he's had with the players, uh, having career years last year, the power play. There are a lot of people that feels that uh, 12 games this year were not long enough. That his success over the last 120, he deserved more. Uh, but this is a this is a win now season for the Edmonton Oilers and Ken Holland and and Jeff Jackson had to make a decision, and they decided that they're going to go a different route. So. Uh, about 68 games from on now, we'll know if it was the right decision but there will be people on both sides of that uh, fence on whether or not Jay deserved a few more games or not.
5: Yeah, and also one more final question, since uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid scored after like so many games, what do you think would change their mindset in c- upcoming games?
0: Will will sorry. So will uh, change their mindset enough? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Confidence is fleeting. Uh, these players both looked frustrated. The last number of games, they will feel a lot of relief tonight, uh, and come I, I, to me, I think both of them are going to go on a run scoring wise. And if they go on a run scoring wise, it usually means the Oilers go on a winning streak.
2: Thanks, Arjun. We appreciate that. 780-496-0063. The Oilers' next opponent is Seattle. They trail Colorado 3-1 with about 14 minutes left in the third period. The scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit com. Monday Night Football, Denver missed a field goal in the last two, 10 seconds. Buffalo had too many men on the field. Mm-hmm. Denver kicked again and won it 24-22, kind of like the... Uh, what was that, the 0-9? Saskatchewan, Cups, rough Saskatchewan and Montreal. Actually, yeah.
0: Denver missed three converts in that game, oh, too. They? They oh, missed, wow. Yeah, so their kicking game was well, the not kicker spot missed, on. Yeah,
2: he missed the first try. Anyway, Withers uh, win 4-1. We have Dawson on the line. Dawson, thanks for calling. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes.
8: Yeah, um, you know, I've been here through a decade of darkness. Like, I, I'm a pretty young guy, but I was born into it. I just want to say, I was at the game tonight a few rows up, but... Um, that second period was a all boring but you know what I loved it because we had a lockdown defensive game we've had a bunch of coaches in our past I know this team's gone through the struggles and all but we that boring period you want to know how much that comforted me a hell of a lot like that, mm-hmm. that well was that's, awesome to, that was awesome
2: well that's that's a, that's a, a good perspective uh, I mean don't don't lose the game and that's what had been Happening, and you know we've talked a lot about mistakes, needless gambles, risky decisions. Obviously, not getting enough saves, which they did tonight. But you're right. You know you have to be. When you and I talk about this all the time, Rob, you have to be comfortable in a close game or even down a goal. You know you have to be comfortable saying, "Okay, we're fine. Patient. Don't don't let them pull away. Don't give the other team the lead." So yeah, that, that I, I agree. That low event game. Tied into the third at home, go now go win it.
0: Well, when you have a, t- a team like the Oilers that play a low event, if there's only three or four good chances a game, I like the Oilers' chances. They, they've got the top-end talent. So if there's only going to be four chances each way, you know, you got Connor and Leon with three of those four, they're probably going to put one in the net. So the Edmonton Oilers did not force anything tonight. Thus, they did not give up the grade A's going the other way.
2: All right, we'll also uh, get to Christian on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Christian, go ahead.
8: Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Um, I just wanted to say a couple of things. I was also at the game. Um, I, I feel the frustration with the fans. Um, the, the fan base has been through a lot. Just this, you know, last couple of days with with everything that's been going on, with the team and everything. Um, we all expected the guys to do, you know, come all banging first thing, and, and it, it's weird because. With the Oilers fans, we've we've come to expect like you know the worst with the way this you know the decade has gone by. But with Connor and Leon and uh, everything that's been so positive in the last couple of years and the couple of runs, it's it's hard for us to see the team struggle like this, you know. But I, I I think I think this is what we need to overcome as a team. But not only that, I think as a fan base, we got to get behind the team and still you know. I don't think Woody should have got fired. Personally, I don't think it was Woody's. Uh, it was his wrongdoing. Uh, his record stands for that, and and everything he did for the team. But I I think the goalies let him down this year. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about how bad the, the goalies have been. But Skinner played awesome tonight. I was at the game. Skinner played awesome, and that's the that's the Skinner out. I think we should have most every night. And it's sad to say that because he. He's so young he should be our backup and just be learning the game, but hey man which uh, which he, one
0: Skinner he's, I think Skinner should be the backup because of his age oh, sorry, okay. yeah,
8: yeah, but but hey, he's playing awesome, and he played really well tonight, and uh, hey, hands to him he yeah. he totally earned that win tonight, and I hope this is a turning turning point for the Oilers going forward and and everything goes good from here on
2: yeah, well, thanks, Christian, yeah, it's been uh. I mean, the the fan base has been through a lot, and there there have been, what did I say, ten coaches since Pat Quinn. Ten in the last thirteen, in 13 years, thirteen or fourteen years, yeah. whatever it is. So it, it is a lot. I mean that that's not good. There's been a lot of instability. There have been a lot of bad teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave Tippett and Jay Woodcroft. Well, I mean, the Oilers had a winning record when Tippett was fired in that season. Yep. Woodcroft didn't have a winning record this season, but he's had.
0: You know, Pretty good it's, record, is it? No three
2: playoff series over two years. I know yep. it's. I know it's not a cup and all that. But yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I hear everything. I get asked questions both as a, in my professional life and in my in my personal life. And and, and I get some of the stuff over the last few days. Was this fair to Woody? How much is on Holland? You know, he signed Jack Campbell. He has the team close to the cap. It's all relevant. I, I get the stuff about. Okay, Holland's the GM, and Jeff Jackson's there at the press conference, and it is – above Holland, and they said some things, you know, about talking to the players that are appear a little bit con- contradictory. I, I get all of it. I, I get the criticism of the organization. I, I 100% get it. I will also say, if they win,
0: <laughs> no one a lot care. of that
2: goes away. You well, can always say, well, but they were good.
0: The, I, had, I had an NHL coach talk to me when I was younger, and the one thing he said that stands true is, life ain't fair. And uh, was it fair that Woodcroft got fired? No. But life ain't fair, and unfortunately, that's professional sports. And uh, the Oilers, it's it's when a a good friend of yours gets traded on the team. I mean, last year, Tyson Berry got traded. He was one of the favorites in the dressing room amongst the players. Good friend got traded. Uh, It ain't fair, but that's what the the ownership and the, the management decided they wanted to do at that point, and that turned out. Turned out very well for the Oilers. Hopefully, the coaching change turns out well, too. 4-1
2: 4-1 win tonight over the New York Islanders for the first time this season. The Oilers have won two games in a row. We have goalie Greg checking in tonight. Goalie Greg, always nice to hear from you. What's going on? Hey, guys. It's been a while, eh? Uh, I, I think it's been 172 days since we last talked to you. No, that
5: was the last win.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
5: Uh, so, um, no, I didn't really get to watch a lot of the game tonight because, um uh I was hunting and had a deer in the garage. Anyway, um, so I was trying to figure out what defensive system they are running today. Um, I couldn't really figure it out if it was a zone, like a hybrid, or, or what they'll, they They'll be doing. doing
0: this more or less the same systems that was done under Woodcroft. Not much will be changed any time yeah. soon.
5: But they looked a lot better tonight. It didn't look like the play was in our end a whole heck of a lot, Uh, except for, you know, the first, like, couple minutes of the game where they scored. But it looked like we were moving the puck a lot faster and and whatnot. So I just want your guys' opinion so you guys can, you know, give me what you think and what you feel, and and I'll just uh, listen in. Thanks, guys.
2: Well, I I just go by yesterday. Uh, Doblock said he prefers a zone. Most so teams we'll play see. a zone. Yeah. It,
0: it's, it's, I, I know there's been some people saying it's been too difficult for the Oilers. It's the easiest. It's much easier than man-on-man. Man. There's less chance of a big mistake. So uh, the, the zone defense that Woodcroft put in earlier in the season, that wasn't why the Oilers were losing. A lack of execution, a brain fart, some poor goaltending was why the Edmonton Oilers were losing earlier in the season.
2: All right, let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Well, uh... Former U of A Golden Bear now coaching the team, and here's the former U of A Golden Bear playing for the team, Derek Ryan.
8: Zach was just talking about the difficult day and you have one coach out the door and you want to make a good impression for the next coach. How did
11: you feel it went today for your group? I thought it was great. I thought, um, obviously, a huge win. I thought a lot of guys stepped up and played great games. Um, i don't think it's really about getting a good impression at this point is getting our game in order and and trending in the right direction and i saw that so that's that's good
3: when you go through this as a team and as players right people that you've built relationships with are on the way out (coughs) new people that are coming in just what's that experience like that 24 hours for players to kind of run that gamut of emotions because i imagine you guys are feeling the sting of that too yeah, it's really
11: hard. I would say it's probably more than 24 hours. It's it's a sting. Um, those are great people that are great at their job as well, and um, so it's sad to see, and um, you just kind of deal with it. You come in and, and try and put your head down and, and go to work, and also listen to um, the new information that's being brought forward, and and um, the changes you can make. So yeah, it's hard for everyone.
3: What was some of the kind of like the new information? I mean, he's he's here and he probably doesn't want to saddle you with too much, but he does want to give you something new or, or different wrinkles. So would you kind of describe the way Chris handled his first game and getting you guys ready?
11: Yeah. yeah, it's been one day, so there hasn't been a ton of changes, but I think that um, we're going to work on some things as we go here, um, similar to how we did it when Jay came in as well. It's hard to change something a lot overnight. Um, there's little tweaks in our defensive zone structure and um, some of our PK stuff as well, but um, that's it so far. I'm sure we'll stack some layers upon that as we
3: go forward. One of the first things he talked about in his press conference was wanting to give players the fine. For and give players you know, opportunity Love that. that way. Yeah, I was going to ask you awesome. about that. You know, what maybe that means to you guys when you hear that, and it, it kind of bores the vote tonight.
11: Yeah, I mean, that means something different to every player. I would consider myself a role player. I'm not a star player, so um, that speaks to me. Um, I felt like I had a, a role with Jay as well, so um, it's not a knock on that situation, but definitely when you have a coach coming in as a role player like myself that says something like that, um,
3: that makes you excited. Mm-hmm. You got saves tonight, you got goals in the third period, uh, you've got uh, power play got going. Does this team start to remind you of the team that we were expecting to see here
11: pk had some good kills
3: too. too yeah you can stack
11: a lot of <laughs> things on there too um yeah guys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story the headlines that don't get written but they're important um yeah i mean that's what we've been looking for and and we get a win too so it's not too surprising yep.
2: Derek ryan after the oilers get a 4-1 win over the new york islanders back after the news for more heartland ford overtime open line <coughs>
3: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers.
0: This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. Drysaddle, out to Kane, a
1: one-timer that just missed the net. And the puck cleared out to center by Engvall. Nurse to Drysaddle, he'll shoot,
2: scores! And this game's tied at one. Great snipe by Dreisaitl with 5.43 left in the first. Got the Oilers on the board tonight. Big game for Dreisaitl. One goal, three assists. Edmonton beats the New York Islanders 4-1. The coaching debut for Jay Woodcroft in February 22 was a 3-1 win over the Islanders. Uh, 4-1 for Chris Knobloch tonight. At Rogers Place. Uh, okay, uh, we've got a few people on hold here. Uh, if you can get your point or question out in 30 to 40 seconds, that would be ideal so everybody gets in. We'll start with Ed. Go ahead, Ed.
7: Hi, Rob. How are you tonight? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, uh, well, since uh, uh, mid-'70s, I was a Habs fan, and then when the Oilers joined the league, I... Decided to go with the hometown cre, uh, hometown team, and became an Oilers fan, and uh, held mini uh, pack seats and that for many years. And uh, uh, over the years, I've noticed uh, I've been enjoying the Oilers. And I, I, my quick question, try to keep it short. Uh, quick question was, uh, do you think Woodcroft's Uh, demise was the result of uh, his defensive uh, restructuring this uh, summer and preseason and Uh, early this year. Uh, I... I I don't think because no. last spring, last spring they went on the run. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. we, it, we you know we got the question. Yeah, That's no, okay. I, I don't think that was his demise. I think it, it didn't help that he went out and announced that they're going to change up defensively, and then got off to a terrible defensive start. I think the reason that he has been fired is the team underachieved, every player top to bottom, especially the goaltenders underachieved to start the season. All right, we got uh, Sir
2: Robert on the line as well. Sir Robert, go ahead.
0: Uh, hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How you guys doing? Good. Go ahead.
7: Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, the, uh, I'll say this quick. Nice to see that we finally managed to uh, string together a couple games. I thought after the first goal tonight, I was a little nervous. I thought, oh, boy, here we go again. But nice to see them uh, bounce back and uh, find a way to win one. Um, uh, nice to see the new coach get his first win. Um, and, and it's still early; still got 68 games to go. Uh, I mean, like, do I think they can still make the playoffs? Yes, but we'll just have to uh, uh, just have to wait and see how it goes. Because we all know how tough it is to make up ground when you fall behind. And yeah, and I'll just uh, leave it at that.
2: Yeah, thanks, Sir Robert. Well, we've talked about the point threshold. They got to <laughs> they got a bank points. They can't have a another huge slump. Uh, John on the certainty dot line. John, go ahead.
10: Hey, guys. You know what? I am totally devastated with the coaching change, but really don't even get into that. I I would – you guys get to talk to the coaches and players from time to time, and I would really like you to have them go back to the Boston Bruins' Phil Esposito power play formation. He was in the slot. If we took Dreisaitl from the right wing – Put him in the slot. Right now, to get the one-timer to dry saddle, it's got to go to at least two or three defenders. Put him in the slot so you have a right wing who can get the puck to him in the slot with maybe one defender, and or the left wing can get him to the slot with one defender. I think it would be an amazing change to their power play structure.
0: I, in all honesty, I don't know if you need to change the Oilers' power play structure. It's the best power play that has ever existed in the National Hockey League. Last year set records. This year off to a slow start, but picking up steam. And again in the top ten with two goals tonight. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers do not need to change anything with their with their power play. They, it, it is a very good power play.
2: Uh, Leon Draisaitl is the franchise leader in power play goals. Uh i don't know if this is the right name or if it's uh, actually 1983 or whatever year it was uh, marty mcfly from red deer calling in marty go ahead hey
7: guys how's it going
2: good what year is it
7: uh well, <laughs> i was the one that predicted uh duncan keith trade after the winnipeg series and oh hey you, you guys shot it down but anyways um i i i have two questions i got one um I just want to piggyback on the guy's uh, comment about the second period, how it was boring, but I do like his comment because um, after watching the Blackhawks for many years, because I was down there, I was buddies with Duncan, um, I had no fear in the third period, down two, down one, that they would come back. Um, I just want to... uh, uh, Maybe it's a one-off tonight? Maybe it's a one-off, but I don't know. But uh, your thoughts on that, and also, um, how did Rob get to Edmonton? I'm looking at his hockey DB, and I'm
0: just, uh, 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 I don't see any ties. How I got to Edmonton? Yeah. I, my family, we moved out here when I was 13. My father got a job in the mortgage business, and we moved out to St. Albert. And my family has been here since 1981, I believe. And Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then my wife and I, when I retired from hockey, we decided to come home with our children be home near our grandpas and grandmas. So I've been here in Edmonton. that's good. Yeah, that's why I'm
2: here. All right, good luck with that flux capacitator, Marty. (laughs) All right, we'll get in a couple more here as the uh, Oilers have beaten the Islanders. 4-1, Quinn is on the line. Hello, Quinn, go ahead. How's it going? Good.
1: Good, yeah. I was at the game today. It was a good game. I thought dry settled mcdavid really stepped up to the plate today both of the goal um obviously woodcroft had to leave the team but um i think uh chris put in a good first game today and uh i was wondering if you guys saw anything different in the system tonight
0: um no and i think they actually asked a couple of the players tonight that there's not much you can do they tweak some things they had a morning skate morning skates are just more or less to get your legs loose so uh, there's not a lot of practicing in the National Hockey League. Uh, I know on the next road it trip. It's interesting Chris noted
2: that. Yeah, yeah. And, the the next, how, and also how short the practice yes. can be. Uh,
0: so the next road trip, they, they do have two days off, I believe he said, between games they'll start adding more and more stuff. There won't be a whole lot of difference between the Woodcrofts' systems and the systems that Knoblock uses. There'll just be little tweaks here and there. It's about execution. The Oilers executed much better tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Islanders still got up to 33 shots. Uh, I think a lot of them were less dangerous than we've been seeing. Yep. Plus, you know, Skinner made the stops that he, that he needed to make as well. So, I mean, again, we're gonna, we're probably going to ask questions about the coaching change all year, fairly. I mean, that is yep. going to be part of the story of the year, very likely. Um, but, they, yeah, they, they executed better. They kept it quiet in the second period. Was that because of
0: knoblock? Well, I don't know. I don't know, and they got a break. They, when it was one nothing, uh, the Islanders came down and hit a post. Could have been 2 nothing, and then the opposite way comes down, and Drysdale goes off the post more or less and in, and scores. So uh, the Oilers got a little puck luck today and uh, executed better, and their power play scored, and their goaltender was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most
2: games are tight, right? I mean, yep. the Islanders take a, not a great penalty, 198 feet from their net. That would be a, dumb, net. That'd be a bad penalty. And then... You know, one of their better defensemen, who was it, Pulak makes a mistake, fl- flips the puck over the glass, which happens, and, so and the Oilers, you know, buried both chances. Two small mistakes in the third period cost them the hockey game. We have Kamek as well. Kamek, go ahead.
10: I'll fire off three quick ones for you. Uh, first of all, just kind of reiterate what McDavid said in the post game. Uh, man, it was nice to see him plug up the neutral zone like they did. Finally, it was awesome. Uh, secondly, uh, I've seen a lot of. A lot of negativity on like Twitter and stuff like that towards Paul Coffey being on the bench, but how cool is it to see Coffey back on an Oilers bench, especially with how interactive he is with a lot of those defensemen? <laughs> and then uh, third, uh, do you guys think we'll see Pickard in between the pipes anytime soon? Thanks, guys. That's
2: a good question, because good... I,
0: I would have started him at San Jose. I, I don't know about now. Well, he, he's going to have to play at some point. Uh, Stuart Skinner can't run the table the rest of the year. Uh, they're going to have to have faith in him, and uh, I I mean, Campbell's first couple starts have not gone great in, in the minors. Uh, Skinner's not going to play 15 in a row. They talked last year in the playoffs that he may have looked a little fatigued. So they're going to want to get Pickard in at some point. So I don't know when that will be. Um, but I, I imagine Skinner's going to run for a while because the Oilers need every point they can get. And the way he's playing right now, that's three quality starts in a row for Stuart Skinner.
2: Uh yeah, I've seen a lot of the stuff about Paul Coffey. I, I mean, look, that's the... I mean, we used to joke, not joke, about all the old boys' club calls we used to get, and some of them were, were justified. Yeah, um, yeah I, I. quite frankly, uh, I, I I I know we're going to hear this from both fans, because we've had fans call in, like, even years ago, we'll make Messier the coach, we'll make Gretzky the coach. Well, okay. Some But some people are going to be like, great, Paul Coffey's the coach. Other people are going to say... Wait a minute. What's his NHL coaching experience? There isn't any, right? So are there, you hiring? No, no. Are you hiring a coach because of nostalgia and his passion for the franchise, or are you hiring a coach because of his coaching resume?
0: Uh, nurse Nurse was quite excited about getting Paul Coffey behind the bench. So again, these will be evaluated at year's end and how it I, went. Uh, yeah, and if they win, then all was matter. right. Did they do anything a little different in the neutral zone today? I thought they might have had a guy a little bit higher. Uh, yeah, I, I they they. they They didn't give up those long – because the one thing that used to get beat on is where they'd be that long stretch pass up through the middle. Now they had to actually go through Oiler players to make that pass. So, yeah, that would be a tweak, and the Oilers executed it very well tonight as the Islanders didn't create any of those odd man breaks. Okay, the Oilers get the win. 4-1 4-1 tonight over the New York Islanders. Thanks
2: to uh, Brendan Escott for working on the story on 630 chetcom and GlobalNews.ca and for sending in some post-game audio as well. Our next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers is Wednesday. It's another 6.30 start, so the face-off show will be at 5, and Oilers now with Bob Stoffer will start at 3.30. Also want to thank Troy Bowler, our incredible game day engineer here at Rogers Place. He's so modest. And uh, Angie Quinnell, our studio producer, back at 630 Chad. Oilers finally have a winning streak and they finally have a win at Rogers Place. 4-1 over the Islanders. Knoblock wins his debut. Dry sidle four points. I'm Abba Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.